Welcome to the Recovery Lab podcast. We're glad you were able to join us. Recovery Lab hopes to destigmatize addiction and normalize recovery. Our platform provides an avenue to share the many stories of those that have recovered from addiction, providing for the listener the most basic antidote to addiction. Hope. All right, everybody, we're back. This is episode 46 of the Recovery Lab podcast series. I'm Drew Hassan. I'm Daniel Anderson. We are the Recovery Lab. Uh, we are joined today by Chris Grothy. I said it right? That's correct. Awesome, Grothy. awesome, awesome. Um, all right, so we, um, just to give folks a little bit of a background, um, we, um, I saw first saw you at uh, the ice bath over at, um, in Ridgeland on Sunday, uh, what was this like? Maybe two months ago, month yeah. and a half ago or so. Right when I had started my um, journey, my ice bath journey, um, and um, I was talking with um, Zach, who's my therapist, and um, we were talking about the podcast, just kind of going over things. And he was like, "What you know? You have you have you thought about bringing uh, Chris on?" And I was like, no, I haven't. But, I mean, I know he's, I mean, when he gets in that ice bath, he's, you know, he's focused and, you know, he's not afraid of, of dying. Um, so I thought when I was first getting started, that's what I saw from you. And I was like, okay, well, if he can do it, I can do it. So um, that's where I got that. The, the, the more that Zach and I started talking about it, I was like, oh, my God, this guy might actually be a really great fit for the podcast. And, and come to find out, um, I have, I just have this, I think I, I sent you a text this morning. I, I have this sneaking suspicion that this episode is going to fundamentally change some things in my life. And um, I am very excited to talk with you. I'm super grateful that you were willing to come in here and talk with us. Um, and um, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, what it is you do. Um, and how you help folks. And then we will talk in, we, I, there's a couple things that I mentioned mm -hmm. yesterday that I really want to get into that totally. I'm going to try my hardest not to get up on my chair and, and jump up and down like Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise, um, because I'm, I'm so excited and, and kind of passionate about this particular thing. So bear with me if I do do that and get super, uh, energized, I will try to contain that as much as possible. But, um, for our listener and viewer, um, I do believe that um, if you stick with us on this episode, um, you will learn some things that you didn't necessarily know uh, and, and potentially could change a lot of things in your life for the better. So without further ado, Chris Grothy, tell us a little bit about yourself, my man. Well, thank you all so much for, first of all, having me here. And um, 100%. this is my first time to be on a podcast, so this is a little uh, new to me, but it's also super exciting. Um, where to start? Um yeah, we met at the ice bath with Zach, um, Zach Thompson. Um, it is. Let me go on and stop you before you get yeah. to. You got to get up on that microphone. Uh, yeah, like it'll, sorry, it'll surprise you. All right. This is all new to me. Yeah, you're good. All right, here we go. Well, it's taken us some trial and error to get to much forty six yeah. episodes worth of trial and error, and we're still working on it. So, right on. You're amongst friends. So, all right, go on. Sorry, to, sorry about that. So yeah. Um, I'm a holistic lifestyle coach. Uh, that's what I've been doing full-time for the past, well, really since the lockdown. Um, prior to that, I owned a CrossFit gym, 
ran that um, CrossFit 601 for 10 years, um, lived there, trained people individually, groups, um, through recovery. You live there? Well, I say that. I, I was oh, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did spend the night there a fair amount. So, um, yeah, it, it was my home is my baby. Um, and it really got me into the pursuit of not just health, but like, well, health, but then well-being. Um, and it was into that transition of like, what is actual well-being and health that I decided that I needed to step away from the gym and, and start pursuing more of this lifestyle coaching where it's one-on-one and we're addressing all the factors, not just, you know, that what, what we can track in the gym, but the mental, emotional, the spiritual, um, the, the diet, the, the nutrition, well, diet is nutrition, uh, sleep, um, you know, and all different modalities of movement and, and how, Everything plays together. Um, can you can you answer us? Because if I mean I'm, uh, we we have a lot of folks that mm-hmm. that uh, tune in to to watch and listen to this. For those of us that have no idea what the word holistic means, mm-hmm. wh- what exactly when you say holistic coach, what what exactly is holistic? Is it staying away from chemicals? Is it not going to doctors? For those of us that have no idea what it is, or maybe don't know the actual definition, mm-hmm. clue us in a little bit, if you would. From my perspective, what holistic means or what it embodies is a natural pr- approach, um, given our bodies what we've evolved naturally to require to, to have to have health and well-being. Okay. Um, our body's a system of systems, and we can't just pick out one piece and, and focus in on that without the understanding that it's going to affect everything else. Um, right in, in that entire system and taking a holistic approach is just stepping back and, and, and looking at the big picture when it comes to our health and well being. It's not the allopathic model where we're just going to pick out one ache and pain and then we're going to, you know, prescribe this for that. It's, well, what is that ache and pain actually coming from? Where are the root causes and how can we, can, how can we address that on the, the macro level, um, and see ourselves, um, as a complete being, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. Um, everything affects everything um, when it comes to our health and our quality of life. And um, it's a big rabbit hole to, to kind of jump yeah, into. Yeah, no, but no, it's, absolutely. It is one of the most, like, it's my passion. And it's it's so, there's so much to dive into that, that I, I feel like I will, I know I'll be doing this the rest of my life. Uh, this is... Um, it, a it, practice. It's a practice. Yes. Sure. Uh, so, um, I mean, I do have an elevator pitch for, yeah, <laughs> for yeah, yeah. what let's I hear. do. Let's, um, let's hear So I support individuals that are going through transitional periods in their life, coaching them on how to connect with their true self and live in alignment with their heart. Doing this, I naturally teach them how to give themselves what they, what we have all naturally evolved to require physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so what we're really looking for is well-being. Um, if we're in the pursuit of well-being, then health comes. Then, you know, everything that comes along with that, um, you know, quality of life, aesthetics, you know, relationships, job, following our, our, our true heart and our passion. Um, so in giving that little elevator pitch, I have one other thing that, that helps to encompass what well-being actually is. And so my definition of well-being is a dynamic state where the equilibrium of an individual's personal, professional, and relational 
mental, emotional, and spiritual life has purpose and meaning. So that's pretty broad. It encompasses everything. And, and in that holistic approach, if we're, you know, if, if there's something on the, the emotional level that's really, you know, a stressor to us, it is going to have an effect on us physically. It's going to have an effect on us relationally. It's going to have an effect on everything. So that, in my, from my perspective, is what taking a holistic approach to life or holistic approach to coaching actually is. It isn't saying I'm, I'm just a nutrition coach or uh, I just help people, you know, deadlift more or, or whatever it is. It's, it's taking that, that broad picture and actually, you know, analyzing it and talking about it. It's a lot of, a lot of conversations, a lot of diving into, um, you know, kind of the nuance of what makes each individual tick and, and, and what makes them uniquely them and how do we actually live in alignment with our heart and our purpose and our passion. And whenever we do that, then, you know, self value increases. Then we actually want to like take care of ourselves and, and engage others and pursue life in a way that's, you know, really meaningful to us. And in my opinion, it's why we're here on, on this planet to do is to actually make an impact, to be able to, um, help others, um, to share love, spread love. And we can only do that whenever we are living that from the inside out. Um, Right. So, yeah, it's impossible to, I mean, you, you have to be at a place where you're understanding and loving of yourself before you can be understanding and loving of other people. And it's one of the things that I think is so important about, um, you know, this, this conversation specifically is, um, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, this is a, a recovery podcast, so a lot of people that listen to this are um, in or around the um, alcoholism and drug addiction um, treatment or active worlds. Um, and oftentimes it's it's difficult. Um, let me say this. It was difficult for me to make myself a priority um, and, and even to think about doing um, something that was healthy for me, i.e. getting a glass water bottle. I hated who I was as a person. So the last thing that I was really concerned about was what I was putting in my body because ultimately I was putting poison in my body every single day. So it was difficult for me to get to the point where, and I still struggle with that. You know, it's it's very easy, and a lot of people can probably relate to this with, you know, uh, working at your job. You know, it's very easy to take directions from your boss and say, you know, my, your boss wants you to do this, wants you to perform and do these things for that person. Well, when you go home at night, it's a lot more difficult to do those same kinds of things for yourself for some reason. So this is what I'm hoping for today is for, for us to bring a little light to exactly some of the things that we can do to better ourselves, uh, whether we're in active addiction or not. Uh, and then perhaps some of the ways that um, some of the practices that you've uh, come across. Um, and, and also, I, I definitely want to talk about big pharma. And I and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to incite any sort of negativity or negative thought processing. But my, um, my gut is telling me that um, there are. There are solutions for these kinds of problems, all sorts of problems, natural solutions that are actually better for us that don't require a medication. Um, and it, if you'll if you'll join us in on this, oh, yeah. um, I I do. I feel I feel very 
passionate, especially in, uh, you know, when I f- went to first my first uh, drug treatment, um, they were very quick to put me on Seroquel and Geodon because they thought that I was bipolar because I was coming in off of meth and they thought I was an- uh, depressed and they put me on. I mean, I was on a series of medications and then it was for the next like four or five years, it was just I, I wasn't doing what was necessary for me. To, to be happy and healthy. Um, and I was pointing at all of these medications. Well, this medication, if we just tweak this, if we did this, and the doctors were just having a field day. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this for six months. And Big Pharma's sitting up there like with their arms crossed like, oh, yeah, yeah, keep that boy sick. Keep that boy sick. And uh, suddenly this time when I got sober, I was not on all those medications. Um, come to find out I'm not bipolar. Um, I am on Wellbutrin which, you know, I've been on that for some time and whether or not that helps, I was on that long before I got sober. So we'll, we'll see about that. But what are your thoughts on, um, big pharma and their influences in working against what you are trying to do today with your coaching practice? Well, yeah, I 100% agree with you in, in, in what you're expressing there. Um, trying to, to, to pick the angle to come at that uh, <laughs> initially from. Um, I'll start off by saying that I it is my belief and and I have no reason to 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 feel like it's um, anything but the truth, but our body is the most amazing wisdom filled wisdom filled vehicle for the expression of our soul that it's mind boggling what our body is actually capable of doing. If we believe in it, in, if we give it what is naturally evolved to require now in our current you know, state of, of, you know, where we're at in the world, um, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of factors that are negatively contributing to, our health and well-being on a physical level, on a mental level, on a spiritual level, every level we are getting um, assaulted in ways that, you know, even 200 years ago and, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, we were never exposed to. And so there's, there's a lot of, I'm trying to choose the right word correctly. Um, even if you say the incorrect word, we'll forgive you and let you come back and <laughs> amend your statement later. Yeah, um, there's a lot of 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 just illness um, that that has come disease, not disease, but disease that comes from these factors. Um, and there have been a lot of people um, that have learned how to take advantage of this and make it very profitable for them. Um, you know, with big pharma, with the food industry, with um, I mean, even how social media ties into everything. Um, there are people that are more predatory in what they're doing, um, and it, it's 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 making them a lot of money, but it's keeping us very unhealthy. Um, big pharma is one of them. Our bodies ha- can take care of themselves so much better than we give them credit for. We don't need, um, you know, 
a Pepto-Bismol every time, you know, we have, you know, an upset stomach or bloating or, or diarrhea or whatever, or, you know, an Advil or, or all these just quick fixes that are really just putting a bandaid on yeah, something. Yeah. It, they're, they're, they're muting our bodies trying to, to talk to us. Like if we're having, you know, a feeling stomach issues or, you know, having bloat or diarrhea or something like that, you know, we should be asking what caused that, not what can I just take so I can keep on doing what I was doing before because I don't even want to look in the mirror. Um, same thing with a headache or, or a muscle ache or, um, you know, not being able to sleep or, or whatever it is, we look for the quick fix without looking at, you know, what, what's the actual feedback our body's given us. This isn't a negative thing. This is the way our body's actually communicating with us. And if we just take the time to stop and listen to it, then we can actually address the, the real problem. And we don't need all these medications as long as we're giving ourselves good quality water, good food and enough sleep. And, you know, we have healthy, happy relationships, then our body can really take care of itself way, way better than we ever imagined. And we're just taught that we need to take, you know, this pill for that or that pill for this. And this is going to, you know, counteract that symptom that this gave you and so on and so forth. It's just mind boggling how many, you know, pharmaceuticals people think is normal to be on at one time. Um, now there are acute times where, you know, things are needed and, and that's fine. And, and that's, where we're at in our evolution, where we can actually, you know, if, if we have an acute issue, then we have, you know, the, the knowledge to be able to fix that. But just for every little ache and pain and discomfort, we just want to numb ourselves out. Like that's just, that's covering up so much. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody really, you know, nobody, nobody should die from a cut on their hand that becomes infected because they're unwilling to take an antibiotic. I mean, antibiotics truly are, in a lot of ways, a marvel of modern science. 100%. But there's an absolute reliance on, and it's it's doubly bad of people like Daniel and me, because you know, we're drug addicts and our brain is, in, you know, is... Hardwired for that Hardwired for the, the, the instantaneous uh, benefit. Yeah, yeah, and it's easier to just take yeah, an Advil than easier, softer to, way. Yeah, well, yeah. Look, I want to walk you through. Mm-hmm. So, new guy, Bob comes to see you, and Bob mm-hmm. has lived a sedentary life working at a law firm for about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob <laughs> Bob likes heavy cream and bread and cheeseburgers <laughs> and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he says, look, I just want to be healthier. What? Where do I start? From my perspective, um, what it, what I do with individuals is we go through questionnaires um, that are, are pretty specific on different areas of our life. And, you know, from those answers, I can get a, a very good picture of where Bob is at, um, both physically, um, mentally, um, all of that. And, and then from there, we start having discussions. And Bob can, in my opinion, have as much heavy cream and butter as he likes, as long as it's natural. And organic. Bob um, loves you. <laughs> I, have, I have no problem with good fats <laughs> um, and hamburgers. Um, Ooh, me neither. Uh, just good quality. What 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 are some of the very first prescriptions the holistic protect, uh, practitioner writes? What do you tell people to start doing? Like start walking, Bob. 
Yeah. Start to get get your yoga video. I mean, what is it? Sleep, hydration, um, the right kind of activity levels. The very first thing that I work with individuals on though is getting clear on your values. And okay. That's a good that's very good. first thing that we talk about. That's typically about the first three to four weeks is getting very clear on your values and then writing out a dream for yourself. And where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And getting plan of action. Yep. And where, you know, we'll have what we call a dream statement. And that's what I've referred to as kind of our North star. And it's an easy way just to say, you know, with any situation in life, am I in alignment with, or am I out of alignment with my dream? And <clears throat> As we're getting more and more clear on our values, where we want to see ourselves, getting clear on that dream, knowing where we're out of alignment, where we're in alignment. Um, actually, as we start taking more affirmative actions towards that, you know, small steps here and there, our self-value increases. As our self-value increases, then we actually want to start taking care of ourselves more and more on a, a physical level, um, on, you know, showing up to relationships, work environment, all that kind of stuff as a better human being, because we actually value ourselves and know where we're going. Um, so actually that's, that's where I start more than anything. Yes. I mean, sleep, hydration, adequate movement, all those things. I mean, I get people doing that from the start, but really it's, it's getting clear on our values and where, where we want to actually not where we want to end up, but the path that we want to follow. Um, I do believe that, you know, we're all, I can't, I can't ever talk, you know, through this without getting into the kind of the spiritual side of things. Um, I do believe there's a spiritual reality that's just as real as our physical reality. And we're all like, we all have souls within ourselves that have meaning and purpose that we're here to learn and grow through. And if we're getting clear on, what our individual value is that's in alignment with our true self. That's when we really start feeling empowered, um, to, to actually, you know, make the changes, live the life and leave the biggest legacy that we can. And whenever we do that, it just, everything else falls in, into line. Like we want to, you know, eat better. We want to, you know, take care of our bodies. We want to be, the best individual we can be for the relationships that we're in. Um, we want to make the biggest impact on those around us and show other people that it's, it's possible because it starts becoming more and more apparent to us that a lot of people, most people don't know. Two things. One, when you began reading your elevator pitch about what is well-being, and I remember I made this kind of snap definition in my mind about what I thought well-being was, and I really sold myself short after I listened to what you said. I was thinking more along the lines of well-being is is a place where I can uh, weather any storm. You know, if some unfortunate, you know, if some life event befalls me, a, you know, sick child, fight with your wife, poor job, uh, employment issues, can't pay your mortgage, that kind of thing. You know, this kind of innate sense that I'm going to be okay. But I, it, you know, after listening to you, it's so much more than that. I mean, that—that's a piece of it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 this. I guess I've trained myself not to have expectations be too great. But listening to you really made me think. You know, there's you can really do a whole lot with this. I mean, the, every facet of your existence can be improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
when you start working with someone, how, how long do you generally work with them? Um, is this a, like a, Three months. Three months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three months is what I, I initially try to get them to, to commit, commit to. to. Um, and in that time, we go through, there's a, a ton of material that they get. Um, and we work through, but with the goal that they're going to be autonomous, they're going to be able to, to take care of themselves. This isn't, I don't want to, you know, coach people for years. I want to give them the tools and the skills that they need to be able to, to, to think and implement these actually right, right. on their so, own. Yeah. 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 Um, so three months is, is a good time frame. Some people might stay on for four just because, you know, we might, you know, need to go spend some more time in a particular area, but um, three to four months is about, about it. Um, so when someone hires you, walk us through what is going to happen. Um, are you going to uh, meet for coffee and discuss the game plan? Are you going to, uh, meet once a week? Are you going to meet twice a week? Are you mm-hmm. going to, is it just phone calls? Is it in-person meeting? What, what, what layers of mm-hmm. accountability do you have built into your program? Yep. So initially, um, you know, we'll get on the phone call and just talk for, you know, usually we have about two or three phone calls just to get to know each other. Some of them might be in person if they live in town. Um, but once we get started, I'll send them a couple emails um, with some introductory stuff. Uh, I'll send them some questionnaires that they'll work through, and they're there's four comprehensive. Of, they're pretty comprehensive. They take some time um, to actually go through all of them. Um, they'll get a course manual that I've written out um, that we don't actually walk through, but it's kind of like y'all need to read up to this point. By the time we have this discussion, um, we have emails, weekly emails that go out with the themes for the week and kind of leading from what we've discussed prior previously into what we're going to be leading into the following. Do you get people in groups to go through at one time or is I have, but I like individual. I like spending one-on-one time. Um, I just really do. And typically if we can meet in person, I will come meet the, them wherever. So we'll do coffee shops and we'll meet at their house. We'll, you know, meet at, you know, a restaurant or whatever it is. We'll go on walks. Um, there's a couple of people that we just walk and talk, um, and that's really nice. Um, so I do prefer being in person, but I, I do Zoom as well. I do a lot of people out of out of state, and and that's just as you know it, that works really well. Um, they get handouts, weekly handouts, and, and different activities that we do, um, and then we typically meet for about. I always say 75 minutes, but it usually I block off closer to two hours just because I can ramble. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll spend as much time as needed going down the weeds in whatever area that we're talking through or wherever we're just led to go. Um, we typically just meet once a week for that, you know, just call it 90 minutes, um, to kind of go through that stuff. But there's, you know, journals, there's exercises to be doing. Um, so there's a lot of touch points during the week. And then we also use text. Um, there's an app called Voxer that we use. So it's like a, an on like a phone walkie talkie. So, Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know, send me, you know, a two minute message if something's on their mind or if they're, you know, in this situation, they could just, you know, send me a, a, you know, a longer message and I can respond right back to it. So I tell people like, I want them checking in with me, you know, on a daily basis, if at all possible, if not, I want to hear from them at least three or four times a week. Um, just to have that accountability moving through it. Um, so that's, that's, I think I'm, 
And I'm feeling like maybe the people that initially, or the majority of the people that uh, retain your services, are they already kind of active people, or is it it's anybody? It's anybody. Yeah, just yeah. somebody that's become tired of being tired. Yeah, mm-hmm. with their sedentary life. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people getting kind of frustrated and that that have been shuffled around um, through the the you know the medical community. Um, a lot of times and now like getting into the recovery community has been hands down, like the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Um, because the people that I get to work with and talk with and hang out with and just be friends with one, they're some of those badass people, like just down to earth, cool folks. Um, and they're ready for change. And, right. And <laughs> they're ready to like look at their whole entire life and, yeah. That's what's exciting to me because I mean we there, there's nothing off the table we can we can talk about anything and, and address all of it and it's uh, I mean it's it, I would imagine I mean we let's be honest we don't come in on a winning streak Mm-mm. most of the time the vast majority of the time and we are not a paradigm of health either. right <laughs> right right so you know I think that's that's really really fantastic that you've positioned yourself to to be able to to help folks that are that are coming into to the recovery life because I wish I would have had something like this when I was first getting sober I think it would have added uh, an, an extra layer of um, accountability that really really would have been helpful uh, especially for those that are kind of on the fence maybe they're getting sober because they want to keep their wife they want to keep their husband they want to you know not lose this or not lose that but really in the back of their head they're like well I still you know maybe I'll just you know at my son's wedding, I'll have a glass of wine and, you know, everything will be fine. They're still holding on to, there's still room in their heads for them to drink and use again at some point in their life. Uh, and, and oftentimes, you know, the, the really great people are the ones that are, they, they have, they have had those thoughts. They have perhaps had a bit of sobriety and then went out and did some, some, uh, experimenting, uh, and, and they came to realize that, oh, wow. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. That's not something that's going to fit well within my life. And then here comes Chris and Chris is here. You know, these people have made their minds up um, that, you know, they want to, they want to do better and be better. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to you or for you for, for being in and around, you know, us folks Mm -hmm. when we're, you know, getting into that, because I think that, um, that there's a lot that you have to offer, and to be able to help someone that's in early sobriety. And before before we move on, I, I do want to say um, we are going to – we have a recovery uh, resources page on the website. And before we leave or after you leave, text me everything that you want someone to be able to know about you and how they can get in contact with you. Perfect. Um, because I think that this is – I do feel just very, very, very positive about the fact that you're – situating yourself to where you can help folks because it's, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing. How did you get into this? I mean, how did, uh, how did you go? I mean, look, I think CrossFit is the, <laughs> some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my whole yeah. life, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I marvel at what all y'all do. Uh, it, so how did you go from the CrossFit King to, yeah. to, to this? Well, um, it was, I started the gym and it, the beginning of 2012, um, it, by 2016, um, things were going, you know, really well, 
as far as it goes for running a gym um, and in in the CrossFit community, all that kind of stuff. I was always studying and, and getting new certifications, and I just like I love learning, and especially only I, I like learning what I'm in really enjoying and what <laughs> there I'm we into. go I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy school for, for just going to sit in class but if I'm into it I want I want to know it completely and then I want to share that um, so 2016 we had a family reunion and uh, we went to Yellowstone National Park it was amazing we got everyone together um, 10 days up just in nature and it, it was beautiful we had a cabin we got back I have two younger brothers um, my dad got us on the phone uh, with me and my two brothers and let us know that like right before the, the trip, he found out he had blood cancer. Mm. Um, so shock, um, and all that. And, you know, it took me, you know, a little bit of time to sit with, but you know, finally it's just like, you know, it's fine. You know, like this is what it is. We're going to the oncologist, follow all that. But at the same time, there's gotta be more that we can do. And I had heard about the Czech Institute, I had known about them for years. Uh, Paul Check is an amazing um, trainer. Uh, he's a holistic lifestyle coach. He founded the Check Institute. He's worked with amazing athletes, Olympians, um, X Games. Is that coach. like C H C H E K E K C H E K? Yeah. Um, go online, check their stuff out. He has a you know all kind of resources, um, YouTube's, and it's on all different levels: physical, spiritual, um, emotional, but. I knew him from the physical side, but I also knew he was a holistic coach. So I started looking into what that actually means. And I started getting, um, I started training with them. I uh, got my certifications through them. Everything I was learning, I told my dad and he was open to, and he did, and we did it together. And um, a year later, he has cancer free. Um, he still is cancer free. Amen. Um, it was just a bunch of stress <laughs> and shitty food and, you know, not working out and, you know, getting back in in alignment with who he is. He's, <clears throat> he's just finally retired this month. Um, and so that after going through that process and it, this was a couple of years of, of training that I've been doing, I haven't stopped training with them since 16. Is but, he local here? Or? No, they're out in um, San Diego. Okay. Um, and they have some, another hub in Europe as well. But um, yeah, uh, after that I was like, there's, you know, there's more like I, I can't just I've bought in. Yeah. I yeah. can't just teach back squats and Olympic lifts and, and that kind of stuff. I wanted to have deeper conversations with folks about their health and, and, and all that. I was getting some reception at the gym, but not a lot. And then finally, <clears throat> whenever we had the lockdown, um, we closed the gym down for a little bit. My wife had just had our, our daughter or we just had her and we we're at home for three months hanging out together. So we went right. through, um, individual values, family values together, and then the family dream. And uh, <laughs> she ended up quitting her job. I ended up quitting my job. And uh, th this is where we're at now, um, doing this kind of coaching. And, and you know, she it, does it too. Well, no, no, she's uh, a yoga teacher now. So we okay. turned our basement into a, a yoga studio. She was a school teacher for 11 years. And Look, uh, I, all through my, I mean, from the majority of my adult life, like I've liked yoga and I've done it at certain times. It's hard. And it, yeah, but look, it legitimately, I challenge you, you cannot feel depressed and stretch your hamstrings a whole lot at the same time. Yeah. Like you're so grateful that miserable thing is over with that you feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So are my hamstrings flexible today? Absolutely not. <laughs> I could show you some stretches. I might need them. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's how we transitioned into doing this. We both, you know, decided to. That's to, quite a leap of faith. It was, and it has been very challenging. It, it wasn't. It has not been all smooth, but it's in alignment with who we are and what we want to do. And so it, it's made all of it, you know, doable. I mean, we, right. we want to do it. We accept the challenges and the hardships and we know we're living from our heart. Um, you know, once you start doing this kind of stuff, you know, living by your values, following your dream, that doesn't mean that life's just going to be a cakewalk. That just means that you're going to ha- actually have the, what's the right word? Tools. Yeah the tools you're going to have the the willpower to to see through the hardships to continue living you know the life that that you want to live for yourself um and it's very empowering um to be able to 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 do that um so yeah that's that's where where we're at um you know I've I started off working with you know some physical therapy clinics at first with spinal patients. I worked with people like transitioning into retirement. I, you know, worked with some, you know, diabetics. Um, and then happened to come across Zach at ice. Uh, actually he'd met my sister-in-law at an ice bath and she's like, you got to talk to Chris. So we connected and he kind of got me into this recovery community, um, which I already had some experience with, um, we can talk about that in a bit, but um, that's what got me into working with this community now, and it's been it's been beautiful. It's been like the most seamless thing. Ever. So you have what's your you have a number of people that are in recovery that have mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. done the, done your coaching yes service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, I've been doing that for almost a year now. Almost like eighty five percent is probably recovery community now. Um, and it's, it's, it's awesome because I mean, under the underlying fact with a lot, the majority of folks in recovery is we've been living by obligations and not by, you know, like we do everything else for other people and, you know, like a job or relationships and it's all obligation based, but it isn't based out of like who we are, what we want to do. So finally we get to a point where we just want to soothe ourselves and, and take, you know, it, and being able to have that discussion going like, well, what do you want to see in your life? Like, what do you value? And like, and like having that kind of ramp into it. And then, you know, from there, self-value starts increasing more and more. And then we start wanting to make it, you know, changes in our life and then make an impact on others. And it just starts snowball. It's been, it's been the raddest thing ever. Um, and I, I just feel more and more blessed that it kind of, I mean, I don't want to say like fell into my lap, but like I was, I was brought to this. I feel like it, I don't think anything happens by chance. Um, I believe that hundred percent. And I'm, I'm just really filled with gratitude for this whole process. Um, and it's just, again, it's, it's rewarding to me. It's, it's confirming to me that, you know, what I'm helping other folks do. I'm living. Yeah, that fidelity to your path is the goal, mm-hmm. not, a destination. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, be able to live what I'm telling other people. Um, I don't know. I've never nobody, felt like nobody, likes a, nobody wants a charlatan <laughs> holistic life. <code. laughs> Have you noticed that ice bath fits well within the holistic approach? Oh yeah. 
Let's talk about the ice bath. Let's talk about the ice bath, man. (laughs) I love the ice bath. Ice bath this afternoon. Yeah, I I did mine this morning. When he first got, I mean, we kind of stumbled into this about the same time. And it is true that the hardest part of the ice bath is not talking about it. (laughs) It it, it is true. Look, there's a, there's a, they have, it's that that group has, I think like 32,000 people in it. And it's just a deep chest. DIY deep chest um, cold plunge. Shout that's out it. to Chris Wartez for for inviting me to that. Thank yeah, you. yeah, that's it's spread like wildfire. But yeah, I mean it's that's what we we have a sixteen cubic foot freezer at home, and converted into an ice bath. And he bought my old one, and I mean it's it's absolutely it's fundamentally changed everything it's about my changer. life. It really is. So what exactly is that? Is that how does that fit well within the? I mean, is that just getting to pure nature and just allowing your body's chemicals to go to work when they're mm-hmm. triggered by cold or, I mean, is that, uh, I mean, it, it's so many different things um, from a health perspective, but I mean, on the most natural or, or like animalistic side of it, it's, it's trusting your body to take care of itself. Um, I mean, it, it, it's scary getting into ice. I mean, you're, you don't want to do it mentally, and for good reason. I mean, it could potentially hurt you. Um, right. It could kill you. Um, and it's very, very uncomfortable, but being able to get into it and realize that my body actually can handle this, my body knows what to do, and, you know, you're in the moment, in your body, while you're in the ice. There's, you know, nothing else going on in your mind. You aren't sitting thinking about, you know, what you're going to have for dinner or, you know, an argument that you had at work, you're in the moment. Um, and I think that alone, that, that presence, um, is a skill that we all need. Um, and it's a very (laughs) impactful and simple way to, to do it. Um, but then the other health benefits, I mean, you got cold, cold shock protein synthesis, the release of all kind of, you know, nerd, neurotransmitters. I mean, there's Dopamine. all, yeah, there's all kind of like physiological stuff going on. You know, all the, the vagal nerve, um, gotta get that vagus nerve. Right yeah. <laughs> One Definitely. of the things that's like so beautiful to me about it is, uh, when I can speak for myself when I was in active addiction, um, the, the thought of, I, I, the reason that I was drinking and using was because I wanted to be comfortable because I was numbing. I was trying to fix the way that I was. I was trying to self-medicate and drugs and alcohol worked for a very long time until the point where they began to work against me. And then I was stuck with this monkey on my back, but that was the only way I knew how to treat it. So one of the beautiful things about the ice bath is it, there is a, a, an instant gratification to it in the fact that when you get in it, your mind, your your subconscious rather, is telling you that you are in grave danger and that you're about to die and that you need to do something immediately to get out. It's Your brain is scrambling, sending all these chemicals all over the body. The blood is coming to your heart to keep you alive. And, and there's something to be said about having that mental battle of the subconscious saying, hey, you need to get out of here. And at the same time, having your conscious say, you know, no, we're not in danger right now. We're going to get out in three to five or six minutes. On the other side of this, we're going to feel really, really good about what we've just done as well as mentally what what we just achieved. So we're going to push through that. And there is something beautifully magical 
about that winning of the, the the winning of that mental battle and then suddenly you 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 begin to realize throughout the rest of the day and throughout your days is you're you are primed to be able to handle difficult things in a much more efficient way because you your conscious has proven to your subconscious that if they will just relax and trust you that you're not going to lead them into danger and you can push through these difficult things. So what I found for me personally, and I hope other people have experienced this is throughout the day when tough situations arise at work or things that used to really, really be taxing for me mentally. Um, suddenly I'm falling back onto that, the, 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 the memory of winning those mental battles and, I'm more apt to push through the difficult circumstances and, and situations in order to be able to to persevere. And that's something that I I really struggled with before the ice bath. So being able to incorporate that into the holistic lifestyle, mm-hmm. I think, is a really beautiful thing. It's something that I think folks should take note about. Do you have any experience with Wim Hof breathing? <laughs> a little bit. Um, a little. I haven't honestly haven't done a ton of it, um, but yes, I, I I am familiar with it. I've done <laughs> it, it ma- several. What times. does it do for you? It seems like to me it makes you hyperventilate, and then you get high off the oxygen deprivation yeah, I mean, thing. Yeah, you're you're definitely like super saturating your blood with oxygen, um, and I always get kind of lightheaded. And yeah, I I personally don't like that. Like holding exhales, like I feel very claustrophobic doing that for some reason. Um, but it is an amazing, you know, tool, especially with the ice. But doing the, the breath work on its own um, is is <laughs> yeah, it's it's a a, a powerful com- combination. And I mean, that's one thing I was going to say with the ice as well. Is like just being able to, to monitor and, and be present with your breath in the moment as a, a huge practice. And that's another big part, you know, of something that I, I tell individuals that I probably should have said, you know, that's one of the very first things we talk about, sleep, hydration, good movement, and being aware of your breath, um, being able to downregulate and stay in that parasympathetic state is as much as possible. Yeah, let's um, let's touch on to that because I, I think uh, – I, I don't think that people understand perhaps just how vital a good night's rest is. And what, so let's talk a little bit about the, the minimums that you should be getting. Um, if you want to dive into REM and the different mm-hmm. types of sleep, feel free. If not, just kind of a, a brief, what, what do you tell your clients when you talk to them about sleep? All right. Sleep is hands down the most valuable thing that we can be giving ourselves. So that's where we do all of our recovery. Um, and it ties a lot into our breathing too. So we need to be able to, to downregulate, be in the parasympathetic state. Um, that's an anabolic state where it's, you know, tissue regenerative, mentally, emotionally regenerative. Um, and it's the best thing that we can do. And it, conversely, it's one of the most detrimental things that we can do to ourselves if we're not getting good quality sleep. Um, our body is going to start deteriorating in different ways um, on all levels, emotionally, mentally, um, and physically. Um, minimums for, for sleep, I'd like to say, you know, getting seven to eight hours 
is kind of like the gold standard. Uh, depending on your age, it can vary slightly, but <clears throat> ideally going to bed by around 10-ish, 10.30, waking up around 6, 6.30. The first four hours of your eight hours of sleep is going to be primarily for the restoration of your physical body. Um, so you're going to, you know, your, your tissues, your organs, that's where we're going to start recovering the physical body. The last four hours are typically going to be more of your, your mental cognitive side of recovery. So we need both ends of it. And, you know, what I'd tell people at first is, you know, I being living in a gym, growing up in the gym, um, you know, seeing this with my gym and, and the athletes there, a lot of them would, you know, take stimulants coming to the, you know, the afternoon classes or the evening classes, drink a C4, you know, 300 plus grams of, of caffeine plus whatever else they put in there. And, you know, not be able to sleep, you know, watching TV, playing video games until midnight, um, one o'clock, then, you know, waking up at normal seven o'clock. So they're missing half of that first four hours of physical recovery. They typically had, no matter what age, nagging pains, lower back, knee, shoulder, something was always tweaky. Um, it's just because we are missing out on that section of sleep. But then conversely, like, when I was waking up at 3.45 to go coach the 5 a.m. class, I was missing out on the mental side, and the cognition was huge for me. Like, on those mornings, I could 100% tell a difference in not only, like, the clarity of my thought, but my emotional level, the way I'd react to situations. I was just way more stressed out and, and, and reactive. Um, so sleep has the ability to, you know, heavily impact our, our physical and our emotional state of being. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many different things to talk about with sleep on a, on a physical level alone. Um, you know, but prioritizing sleep, having a, an evening routine, I like to book in sleep. So like having a nighttime routine and a morning routine, um, I think is, is super helpful. And we talk about that right off the bat um, with we had much Allison everybody. Noe on who talked about uh, you know the you know, get off your phone get off all devices blue light all that stuff mm -hmm. an hour and a half or two hours before you're you know going to try to go to sleep don't maybe that was don't eat two hours before you go to I sleep. think I think screen time too screen, screen time, time for yeah. sure yeah I'm, I'm I mean I'm, there's a lot of a lot of areas where I fall short and that's certainly one of them I mean I'm generally on the on the device it's right until I go to bed, it's not super great. If you can have some blue blockers on or something, you know, you can tint the screen so you're not getting all that blue light, which is stimulating, which will have a cortisol release, which will upregulate. Um, you know. So a blue light, I, didn't, I had no idea there was such a thing. Yeah, you can turn on your laptop. There's like little, it'll, it's not going to block out all your blue light, but it's going to reduce it some. And you can get blue blocker glasses as well um that'll block out some of the blue light so it's 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 a good step and they aren't overly expensive either um and the one on your computer i didn't know this until a couple i don't know about a year ago that I even had that option on my computer turn it on and it cuts the screen just a little bit you know oh it's yeah. not a thing you put over your mm -hmm. screen no, it's, it's on a setting the, on the computer mm -hmm. itself yeah Pretty cool. Yeah. They think of everything. Absolutely. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about Chris real quick. Mm -hmm. We've got oh geez. We 
got a. All right, we got about ten minutes left. Nope. So we we've talked a lot about um, what what you do with your um, clients and super super great. Now, but I I also want to. I think it's worth our time to talk a little bit about what your goals are and mm-hmm. what your values are and where you want to be. What does your your values mm-hmm. uh, tree or work up, whatever? North Star. North Star. Yeah. What is your North Star? Where do you want to be in five, ten years? What does that look like for you? And how do you stay focused on that? My, yeah, yeah, 100%. My, my dream for myself is one to to provide a loving and and supportive environment for my family. Um, that's number number one with with me and, and being close to nature, um, being able to be with with my daughter, my wife, and we have a a, a son that should be here on the thirteenth of August. Oh, congratulations! Um, yeah. Um, so, family and be able to provide the life for them um, is 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 my number one um and to do that through helping others to be able to to live the life of their dreams to be able to find health well-being and then be able to share that with other people so we have a ripple on effect throughout mississippi throughout the united states throughout the world um i mean uh, that's my one of my biggest goals is to have this as common knowledge um you know Living in Jackson, um, it's it's not Austin. No, <laughs> people just don't know. And and you know, I've I've been with coaching groups all over the country, and they're like, Why, you know, you could really move, you know, to the East Coast or the West Coast, and Colorado. Yeah, there's there's yeah, other Austin. cities that you could you know really you know have an established scene here that you can, but Mississippi like needs it, and and that's honestly what is a big passion of mine is to, I mean, this is home. This is where I grew up. I mean, yes, I like traveling and seeing other parts of the country, but this is, this is home. And I want to see there be change, um, for the better, um, for all everyone's quality of life and, and well-being in Jackson and Mississippi. And then, you know, throughout the country and it's going to start by, you know, it's one-on-one relationships and that's how it grows. It's not, um, that's the way I, I, I see it and feel. Um, but yeah, it's number one, take prioritizing myself so I can be the person that can provide the life for my family. So I will always want to prioritize my health and well-being on a physical, spiritual, emotional level so that I can show up and be the best father, husband that I can be um, for my family and provide the life that they deserve or that's our dream um, for ourselves and in doing that, I want to do that through impacting other people to prioritize their health and to live out their dreams and then be able to pass that on so it's a ripple effect out. Um, that's my, yeah, that's. I mean, I don't think you can top. I mean, yeah, that, can't, can't get better than that. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Was there anything else that you wanted to ask or anything else that you wanted to talk about, Chris? Mm. Not off the top of my head. Man, I think we've hit all the. All the highlights. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you so much thank for you. joining us. Thank you, you did thank fantastic. You. Thank you so much. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please like and subscribe on your favorite uh, podcasting platform and help us to continue to grow and uh, bring you quality content. And uh, we will 
No, we will not see you next week. We'll, I'll be in Texas, but we'll see you the week after that. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Welcome.